My spouse is guilt tripping me to break down my boundaries. What do I do? What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Therapy Brothers Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. We're brothers. We're therapists. We're not afraid of your questions. So bring it. All right, Brandon, this is going to be a good one today. Um, I'm excited because before we get into the question, we officially now have our first one-star review, and that's what we're going to start with today. Uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we love, we love all of your feedback. We appreciate this feedback, and we're going, to, we're going to speak to it for a second, all right? So this one's from Jess, please. It says, toxic gender stereotyping. Why do men love porn, video games, and Mountain Dew? This title is sexist and suggestive. You are setting an expectation that men behave badly and also that women don't struggle with these same things. You're perpetuating toxic gender stereotypes from one clinician to another. You are doing a disservice to our community. So to respond to that, um, first off, I would invite this person to to listen to the episode, um, not just look at the title. Because that episode was was about healthy masculinity. It was about how um, we we believe that men are adventurous, that they're they're warriors, that they are lovers, and so it was very much about. I mean, we're we're both men, Tyler, but it's about how much we we just value masculinity and healthy masculinity. Um, the other thing that I'd like to say is. I would love for this person to come on our show and to discuss with us um, maybe the problem that they're having with with our title and 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 to discuss um, kind of gender stereotypes and masculinity and femininity. That, that's one of my favorite topics. So um, from one therapist to another, I would invite you on and I'd love to have a discussion with you. Love that too. Um, we we do appreciate the uh, the feedback. Um, so thank you. Uh, we definitely, Brandon and I have had a discussion about this before we came on the show and said, you know what? Like, of course, our purpose isn't to try to do damage in this area. We're actually really speaking to what what authentic masculinity really is. And if you listen to the episode, I think you'll see that there's some truth in what we're saying as well. And I would imagine that whoever wrote the review we probably line up a lot more with the values and things that we believe than you think we do. Um, yep. But yeah, thank you for your review. We love your reviews. Thank, please keep them coming. They help us to get better. So um, yes. um, porn Mountain Dew and um, video games are very popular among, among men. And I won't back down from that. <laughs> no, I, it's I don't. true. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, but not every man wants right. those things. I get it. Right. And um, we're not, we're not necessarily dismissing the fact that women also struggle with some of these things. Some of the time, it just happened to be that the episode that we were talking about had to was do about that. Yeah. 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 So, so, all right, man. Um, I don't know if we need to say much more. Hopefully the, hopefully if this person left review, they're listening. How Thank can you. they, how can they hit us up to be a guest? <laughs> like I, I, I'd love to talk to you next week. We um, would love, we would love to have anybody come on as a guest. If you've got your own questions or if you're this therapist, um, you can go to therapybrotherspodcast.com 
or you can go to lovestrong.com and look for the therapy where there's link, or they could also go to you, Brandon, right at brandonpatrick.com. Uh-huh. And there's a, there's a ask me anything place and you can submit something there and I can get your information and, and we'll get you on. We'd love it. Yeah. Th- thank you for being a fan one way or the other. Yes. All right. Um, this question here, Brandon, I'm going to read it. It's a little bit long. It's going to kind of tap, tap into uh, kind of Christian values and boundaries and, and all sorts of things. So there's a lot here. So I'm just going to read it and we'll get into it. Okay. Okay. Um, it says, love your enemy. Do good to those that spitefully use you. Turn the other cheek. Go the extra mile. I'd love to hear your thoughts on these Christian ideals that can be weaponized by a spouse to assault boundaries you've put in place. Do I believe in these values? Yes. Do I believe that boundaries are a must? Yes. And this is newer for me. I've done some deep down soul searching to come to my core values and truth and have strived to live by these. Much thanks to your podcast and answers to questions to help ground me and help me discover these truths for myself. I have felt betrayed in my relationship with my wife and I have set personal boundaries that take me out of the situations that led to these feelings of betrayal because it's something I can control myself. Namely, I will no longer spend time with my wife and her friend as it is not safe environment for me. Their actions together go against my values of loyalty, trust, and family. I've clearly addressed my concerns directly with my wife and her friend, so there is no ambiguity on how I feel about their relationship. I have found peace in this decision, which should make one think all would be well, but once I again, I find turmoil in my life. I've taken a leadership role in our church, and my wife's anxiety spiked. She peppered me with questions such as, how can you be a leader and not love everyone? How can you cut someone out of your life that is so good? My friend does not even know if she can come to church with you as one of the leaders. You are a hypocrite for saying people should show love and kindness to others, yet you cut this person out of your life and don't welcome them into our home. Dang, Brandon and Tyler, I'd love some insight here. I'm not out slandering this person by any means, but they are also not feeling loved by me. Love your enemy? How exactly are you supposed to love the person that seems to have replaced you and the family in your spouse's life? It feels like the Christian principles mentioned previously are being used as a wrecking ball on my boundaries. I love your podcast because you're willing to say the hard things, so let me have it if I'm way off base. Much appreciated. Um, excellent. What a, what a good question, man. Thank you for sharing yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, so much inside of that question. We could talk about this for days, Tyler. Oh, man, um, yeah. It's like, where do we, where do we begin? Um, part of me in some ways wants to let him have it. And I'm sure we'll get to that part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then part of me is, is really kind of proud of him for, um, some of the insights that he has and, and, you know, some of the self-reflection that he's doing through this. Um, so, I mean, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start, whether it's that, that twinge of anger and vi- kind of victim stance that you feel in that question. Um, I think we should start with the other way. Remember, I think if we, if we go to the Christian ideals, it's showing an increase of love, right? And, and then we can get real with it. <laughs> well, okay, so right there, is, right there is one of the points, okay? Which yeah. is, I think, critical to all of this. Um, Christ, in, in Christ in his life, um, set some boundaries with some anger in his life. So he set some boundaries with some anger. So think about that. Does that mean that Christ isn't loving? Nope. Right? Does that mean that Christ isn't forgiving? Right. So, so, 
so I think we there's a there's a big misconception, and that's that we're always just smiling and hugging people, and and that's Christian. Um, and and the the principles, all all of the ones that that he listed, those are not mutually exclusive with healthy boundaries. They actually both fit well together. Um, you don't have to have boundaries or those. It it you can, in fact, you need those to be a healthily boundaried person. Do you want to explain, Tyler? Yeah, yeah. So so with these things, it's like I think what we're getting at here is that if I'm setting a boundary based off of just fear or based off of just anger and resentment, then in essence, my heart is at war, which means my boundary is going to be set from a place of being punitive and trying to control. Whereas if I do the work to actually see the person that I'm setting the boundaries with as a person, and I can actually love them as a person the same way that I would love myself and I would love God, which is the scripture in Matthew with the two great commandments, right? Love God and love thy neighbor as thyself. If I'm operating from a place of love, then my boundaries are set from a place of love and I can stay firm in those things, knowing that I'm staying true to my values and I can continue to love somebody, even if I'm going to ask for distance from them. Yes. Okay. So um, if I separate myself from them, my heart can be at peace with them still. Is that, is that kind of what you're saying? That's true. Yes, that's okay. possible. Okay. So if I don't want to, you know, hang out on the weekends, I don't want to sit by them at church. I don't want, my heart can still be at peace. Yes. I can, I can still, I can still see their humanity. I can still love them as a human being. And I can still not agree with some of the things that they're doing or the choices that they're making. And I can set my boundaries accordingly. All right. So you're, you're getting kind of to the, I believe the real Christ-like part of this, the Christian part of it, which is, is loving your enemy. So let's talk about that for a minute. Um, if, if this person, it sounds like he really sees her as somebody who's tearing his relationship apart, um, who's a wedge, who's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. And um, which is, is really interesting. I'd, I'd like to get into the nitty gritty nuances of, of what's really going on there. But has he seen her heart? Like, does he understand why she's doing what she's doing? Um, does he have compassion for her? And if he has compassion for her, does that mean that he then needs to start giving in and letting her even infiltrate even more into the relationship? Good question, right? <laughs> well, and I think, I think the question that we're getting from this person is, my spouse is coming to me and basically saying that, that here you are, you are a total hypocrite because you don't like this person who's a threat to you for whatever reason. And we could, I wish we could have a discussion with this person because there could be a lot underneath the surface that we don't know here. Um, but, but she's coming to him and saying, you're a hypocrite. You're not Christian. Now you're taking a leadership role in our church. How can you how can you consider yourself a Christian and doing these things when you can't love this other person? And, and this, and his wife is saying the way that you would love her is you would continue to allow her to be our friend. And in fact, you should have over for dinner every night. Maybe we could even find a spot in our house that she could live. 
Right. Well, you might be taking that a little far, but, <laughs> but yeah, like that's, I gave, I once in my group, we're, I love talking about boundaries. It's, it's one of my favorite topics. In fact, I just, I just led a, a group for two hours on all the little principles of boundaries. And in one of my groups once I said, let's, I said, let's talk about Hitler for a minute. And so Hitler, um, I, could we have compassion for an understanding for him? It's this, is, po- this, is yeah. hard, this is a hard one. It's yeah. possible. It's hard. You, absolutely. Like we don't, mm-hmm. we don't know all of the, everything about his life and where he came from and, and does it justify the atrocities that he did? I, I don't think it justifies that, but we can have compassion for him. Now, if I have compassion for Hitler, um, it doesn't mean I need to invite Hitler over for Sunday dinner. Right. And it also doesn't make you a Nazi. It, it, doesn't, make, it doesn't mean I align with what he believes and, and how he thinks and all of those things. I can have compassion for him. I can, I can see his humanity. I can understand him. I can love my enemy. Um, I can have patience. I can be as Christ-like as I possibly can be. And, you know, he and I aren't going to go on a, you know, Sunday drive together <laughs> and chill. You know, he's not going to play with my kids. No. That's not happening. And, and, and I'm going to let him know, like, hey, that's not happening. I, that, that doesn't work for me. You're not safe. And in my truth, as a father, as, as a husband, as a man, your, your energy and what you bring to the table isn't, isn't what I need in my life to be safe. And so uh, that I'm sorry, but this is what's in my control to separate myself from you. Right. And so I hate to compare this other woman to Hitler. That's, but, 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 but this is the extreme example to drive home the point. Right. Sure. Sure. Um, and so, um, so yeah, I, I think that, you know, when Christ was at the temple and he was shutting down, you know, all the, all the stores and the selling, I think it deep down in his heart, he still had some compassion and understanding for why they were there. Well, I think if you, if you look at that story a little bit deeper too, with Christ, with the money changers, this is, this is maybe one of those stories that always gets talked about, but it's true with what these ideas are of how do you balance Christian ideals with with boundaries, he didn't just show up at the temple and go on like a massive, like anger streak. He sat down, he fashioned a whip and then he went in and drove them out. Yes. Like he, it was a calculated thing. It wasn't the type of thing where he walked in and was like, Oh, I'm pissed. And they're, they're ruining my life and they're ruining God's you know plan. I'm going to go do something. He said, Oh man, like he actually sat, he calculatedly fashioned a whip and then he drove them out. And, and I would say, in some ways for their benefit when when he was when he was looking at i mean look at look at how the scripture is rife with pretty much everywhere everywhere you turn christ is sort of picking a fight with the pharisees yes he having boundaries he basically has boundaries with the pharisees through the entire new testament but does he do those things just because just because they're jerks does he treat them the way that he treats them because they're subhuman and that they don't deserve his love? No. No. That's not the intention. No, his intention. The, the, the intention is what he, what he 
uh, sorry to cut you off, Tyler. The intention is what he his whole life ministry was 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 fighting for truth mm-hmm. and creating love. That was always his intention. Exactly. That he's picking fights. Yeah, standing standing for truth. Yes, and mm-hmm. ultimately that's why they crucified him. Um, was because they felt like he was an antagonizer and leading people astray. Um, but but in reality, he was standing in a difficult truth that he was willing to stand in, even if people didn't like it. Right. And, and that is a healthy boundary um, it, and, that he was holding. And he loved the people who crucified him. He, yes. begged, he begged for their forgiveness as he was dying. Yes. So the, the, these paradoxical principles... I think exist to really push us and refine us as human beings. So this question is such a good question because it's such an opportunity for him to really get clear with what is what are his truths? Is his heart clear and 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 at peace? And can he still be boundaried and honest even if his wife is really trying to guilt trip him and and push his boundary and all those things but but come back to her with love and a, appreciation and understanding as to what, where she's coming from and why she's trying to break his boundary down, yet still stay principled and still stay in that boundary. Um, this is difficult stuff. It's really hard stuff. I want, I want to throw this at you. This is part of his question, Brandon. I want you to try to figure out the response and, and maybe some principles that go along with the response here as to how do you stand in love and boundaries when your wife comes to you and says, and I'll be the wife, um, how can you be a leader and not love everyone? How can you cut someone out of your life that is so good? My friend doesn't even can't even come to church because you're one of the leaders now. You're a hypocrite. So somebody's I think there's a there's an important thing to understand. Um, somebody's um, feedback to you is about them all the time. It's not about you. So I'm not saying be prideful and shut down and don't listen to her. But what I am saying is before you take offense, before you get defensive to what she's saying, try really, really hard not to take it personally and try to hear her in it. What is she saying? She's saying, I'm sad because I feel like I'm I'm not in a marriage with somebody who loves and accepts me fully. Um, I'm sad because I want to love my friend and be close to my friend, but still, but still also be in my marriage. And so this is really, really hard for me. That's hard. I feel like I'm losing a friendship. I'm losing a, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place here. And if I can just break you down and show you that you're wrong here, then I can have both. Right. And, and dang it, I want both. And so that's what she's saying. Um, if, you, if you take it personally, if, if she's guilt tripping you in that way, and, and to be honest with you, she's not communicating in the most effective way here no. by, by using guilt and some maybe manipulation to try to get, get what she wants. Um, but whether she's communicating in the best way or not, um, she is bringing her pain to him. Yes. He has an opportunity to see her pain, to understand her pain, to connect to her pain, um, and he can still be boundaried. 
And, and that's where you show strength as a partner is when I can fully empathize with you and I can fully be honest with you at the same time. Okay. So, so Brandon, I think you're getting there. I, I'd love to hear just a, a one, one or two line example of how that sounds where you balance both of everything you just said. I see your pain and what? Well, f- the first thing I'd say to her is instead of, instead of defending back and saying, no, you're wrong. Like she's been a problem. You know, she's, she's, tearing, our marriage she's apart. tearing our marriage apart. You're wrong. The first thing I'd say to my wife, if that were my wife, is something like this. I'd say, tell me more. Like, tell me how you're feeling. And she might say, well, I, I just, I'm pissed at you. I feel like, I feel like you're being rigid. You're being unchristlike, unloving. And then, you know what I'd say next? I'd say, tell me more. Like, what's that like for you to be married to someone that you feel is like totally unwilling to budge, un, you know, rigid? And, and, and you'll get down to further down to her pain, and she might say, I just feel stuck. I feel hopeless. And then you know what I'd do? Is I'd validate it. I'd say something like, man, like I can see if you're, you're seeing me that way, how, how you might feel hopeless. Nobody likes to feel that way. That's got to be really hard. Mm-hmm. So, so the first thing I'm doing is empathizing and connecting to her. So... So I, I, I realize, like, we got to get to the boundary part, right? But mm-hmm. I don't need to get to the boundary part right then. Um, I can first let her know that I do love and care about her, and I see her. And she's not crazy for feeling the way that she's feeling. And I'm not doing this, Tyler, to, to get my way. I'm not right. doing it with an agenda, or I'm doing it because I really do love my wife, and I want to know what it's like for her. And, and again, what I was saying earlier, the hard part is when somebody doesn't know themselves or trust themselves, or that what they'll do is they'll, they'll be way too scared to go that deep with their partner because they're going to feel like, okay, I'm totally going to lose this battle and, and like be controlled because now I connected to her pain. And, right. and, and that's not Christ-like if we're talking about Christ-like principles, um, I can go there, I can empathize, I can understand her. And, and this takes skills to, to dig down and to validate. And then let's say she says, okay, uh, thank you. Like, I feel like you understand how hard this is for me. So I'm going to invite her now to sit next to us at church on Sunday. I would then, and this is hard, I would then say, I understand your pain. I see where you're coming from. And I'm still not comfortable with her sitting next to us at church. And so if she needs to sit next to you at church, then I won't be able to sit next to you. Um, and I know that's hard. And I know that kills you. And, 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 and I, would, I would love an opportunity to share with you where my heart's at and why I feel that way and why I need to do that. Right? So that you can see how I make this sound so easy because I'm in my <laughs> wise mind right now. I'm not in my emotional mind. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the principles are connection and love and understanding and honesty with each other at the same time, right? Perfect, Brandon. Exactly. It's that balance. Uh, and I think where we, where we sometimes unravel is because our own defensiveness gets in the way because we're afraid of losing or we're afraid of like losing control. 
we never get to that empathy part first, which is to say and sit in that space. And here's, here's a secret of like emotional, like maturity here, any emotion that gets validated starts to come down. Yes. So, so when my partner comes to me and she's got an amped up emotion, if I can step into that space and make it about validating her emotion first, it starts to lay the groundwork that I'm going to have a better shot of having a decent discussion that's wise-minded than if I instantly try to go in to proving my point. It, it, if you're both resonating in fear together, you're going you're gonna to really start to escalate the fear. Vroom, you're going to create it with each other. If one person's resonating in fear and the other is resonating in love and acceptance, they're really going to influence that person who's in fear to help them come up to that place of love, acceptance, and understanding. Um, which then helps you to really work through things. And you know what's cool about what we're talking about, Tyler, is if he were to do this, he might get down to some of the reasons why his wife is seeking and searching connection from somebody else so much. Yeah. And, 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 um, he might get some insight as to how he could show up differently as a husband. Yeah. To, to help help provide some of the things to, to his wife that she's obviously really wanting to get. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Um, instead of just being angry at her for wanting to get that right from, from her friend. So, yes, yes. The other, the other thing that I would say to this question, Brandon, and this is for the person who asked it is, is that if you're getting defensive over what your wife is saying and over this relationship, it sounds like you're trying to do this work already, but it's worth questioning your own defensiveness because a lot of times you'll find where you have your own hangups and issues that still need some attention too, and instead of just staying stuck on the boundary itself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, so why is it that you get so defensive that your wife hangs out with your best friend? Well, maybe you've got something going on inside of you that's feeling neglected or unloved or not good enough or inadequate. And maybe that's something that your wife doesn't even know because it never gets spoken. But Tyler, I, I want to say it, the same principle that, that I just went through with your partner applies to yourself, which is your partner's feeling pain. They're feeling something. And, and if you can show up with love and acceptance, then that helps you to work through that pain. It's the same thing with yourself. If you're feeling defensive, angry, frustrated, instead of shooting on yourself and saying, no, like Christ wouldn't feel that way, so I shouldn't feel that way. That's not your way out of it. Um, right. it's, it's actually, I do feel that way. And I can, I can accept that that's where I'm at. I can accept that my heart's not at peace right now. And so I'm going to sit there. I'm going to just be there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to look at that. And that's what you're saying, right? Tyler? I'm saying, be curious with that. Lead yourself into that. Instead of letting the defensiveness prevent you from being curious with those things, there's actually some stuff going on that could, could actually help to liberate you in terms of owning those things and validating those things and meeting yourself with the same love and compassion that we're trying to teach you to meet your wife with as well. Exactly. Yep. And if you can get down to those things, then you can be more clear with, with what your boundaries really are and, and what you really need in your relationship. Right. Um, I'm having that scripture that I referenced come back again, Brandon, that the, 
the, the two great commandments is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, and soul, and then to love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. And um, and really the question here is who's God? And and then if we were to go even a little bit deeper, God is love. So love, love, love with all your heart, mind, and soul. Like yeah. you know, and to do that, and to do that for yourself and for your neighbor. I, it's right? funny. It's funny, Tyler, you, you saying that. I one of my good friends called me, and he was having some just frustrations in his marriage, and 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 so he said, well, he gave me a few situations like, well, this has happened, and this is a, what do you think I should do? And and I kept getting back to this this like, you know, I would I would teach him how to love her, how how to empathize with her, um, how to be honest with her, and boundaried with her, and and I go through these things, and finally he's like what you just you just want me to be perfect (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny because i'm like it's interesting him saying that because he knows like what i'm saying is true but but we're humans and it's totally like it's yeah just love just love just (laughs) you know what sometimes you're not going to sometimes you're gonna suck at this um but but it's it's really it's really trying to let go of the fear and the resentments and those things and trying that again and again and again will make you a person who's learning and growing and a person who can create safety and connection in your relationship. Right. And we don't have to be perfect at that, but I do think it's a good, it's a good anchor to try to come back to, to ask really the question should be not to Brandon and I, but to, between you and God, how do I actually show my love based off of the values that I know? And, and that should lead you to a, an answer that will come between you, you and re, your relationship with God that will say something like, show your wife that she means something to you. Be curious with her feelings. Show this other person that she's human and that she's worthy of love. And then set boundaries accordingly based off of the, the values that you have. Here's a question, Tyler, for you. Um, what if his wife um, will never get to a place where she sees that relationship as a problem? Um, that his wife won't agree with him. Um, his uh, that that it's you know gone to the extent that it has, um, and his wife is just like no, like you're kind of making all this up in your own head. Mm-hmm. Um, then what? Um, we talk about love and acceptance. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Right? Like it's it's okay that she can have her she can see her friendship as something different than he sees it and it should still be possible for both of them as a couple to come together and seek understanding and even validate the other person's feeling without agreeing on the yes. co- on the content. That's okay. Like there's marriages, every, every marriage has a few of these things that never get solved ever. Well, yeah. And, and it's, and it's, it's okay. It's okay to not have them solved as long as there's empathy and respect and there's healthy boundaries. Yes. So I think this is, this is a classic mistake that most couples make in relationships. They think, the way that we come to some love is by being in alignment together on everything. And that's, that's BS. Yeah. Because believe me, my wife is so different than me. 
And if that were the case, me and my wife would be done, right? Because she she sees one thing and I see a, a, the a complete opposite many times. But how love really is manifested is through understanding. And so instead of me trying to change her, it's me trying to really see her. And if she's, if she's um, reciprocating that with me, instead of her trying to change me, but her trying to see me and, and feel my pain, and, and we both feel that from each other, then, then you've, you've got a healthy relationship. And it doesn't mean that we're the same, right? Right. And this, so in this situation, it's entirely possible that some or all of the following could happen and it could be healthy in the relationship that there could be some tension around this subject for quite a while. And that could be okay. That there might be some grieving and loss over the loss of a friendship, at least the way that the wife wants it, because she's willing to sacrifice some of that for the relationship that there might be a little bit of, of softening of heart for the guy who asked the question to move towards seeking to understand and love this person who is he's seen as a threat and being able to acquiesce on his feelings, even if he won't acquiesce on the boundaries. Yeah. All of that could be true. And that yeah. could be a healthy part of a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But what, the, what is not healthy is extreme rigidity to prove a point or or total compliance to avoid the conflict. So either one of those, those are the kind of the, the opposite ends of the, the spectrum. Um, either, either one of those is, is a fear-based response. And you're trying to control. You're trying to control an outcome. As opposed to a powerful response um, where you're not trying to control the outcome. You're just trying to show up in truth and in honesty and, and in love be authentic. Yes. That's exactly right. Yeah. So we've talked about kind of deeper, bigger principles. Um, we haven't given you step by step. Um, my, I would just say, just, just, just work on the empathy piece of it. Um, and, 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 uh, work on really, really have like really trying to help your wife feel that she is understood and loved. Um, but I would, I would encourage you and support you in maintaining your boundaries at the same time. Exactly. If you're, if you're looking for some resources, we reference this one all the time is the anatomy of peace, but another one that would be really good for your situation is called the bonds that make us free. Um, if you're looking for some additional help on these principles that Brandon and I have talked about, you'll find them kind of strewn throughout both of those books. Yeah. And and it sounds like he might have already taken it, but I got my boundary boot camp for ten bucks over at brandonpatrick.com. So go check that out. Yeah, that would be a, that would actually be a really good thing for this question. Definitely. Yeah. It would it would actually be good for both of them if they'd be willing to take it together. Absolutely. So well, you guys, if you if you're finding value in this stuff, um, please continue to share with your friends. I know that we hit on all sorts of different topics, and we're getting feedback from people that we are reaching people and helping. And um, your way to help us is to continue to share and make comments. Yes. So. Awesome, you guys. And if you want to come on the show, then don't hesitate. Go to the websites we listed earlier, and and. Just say, hey, I want to come on. I got this issue. And we are not afraid of any topic. Anything you bring to us, we'll, we'll, get, we'll dig into it. So 
Have a good day, you guys, and we'll talk to you later. 